Now, a chainsaw. Um, it sounds like this. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although, uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely, as what we've got in store for you today, well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another amazing conference. Now, tonight you're going to be hearing from four professionals discussing our topic, and I did not have to search very far nor very wide to find a professional in the topic of the, the passion behind cinematic universes. Uh, I put out there that this was coming, and everyone, uh, they quickly tweeted me and was like, I'm a professional of this, and I said, no, I have one person in mind. Only one person knows more about cinematic universes than me. Only one person will be able to discuss at length cinematic universes. That person is my friend Dylan. Dylan, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good okay. to see you. Uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh again. I mm -hmm. see that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we also have, uh, let's see, uh, 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 weekly uh, uh, awesomeness, Junior Childman. How are you, sir? Hi, I'm a small child. Okay. Sorry I called you sir. That feels creepy now. Yeah, if it felt a little weird to me too. Oh. What is that hat? What is that hat? <clears throat> it's a is minion. A oh, I am Cinematic upset. Universe, baby. <laughs> That's not a they're just sequels. Anyway. <laughs> but my absolute pleasure has to be with one of the coolest people I've ever seen, a master of Halloween. You have a fellow pod median. Pod median? podcaster comedian whatever it is sam hutchison how are you sam hi how are you all oh i'm doing very well dylan's you know he hasn't there had his go. va yet he's good no. yeah that's an old people joke uh junior, junior childman might get that <laughs> uh sam cinematic universes you have uh just depths of knowledge in this oh, oh a degree yeah yeah oh some respect on the name Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sam in the house with a degree. <laughs> uh, all right, now we're going to get to that soon, but obviously I'm going to be your keynote speaker. My name is Zach, a.k.a. Some Nobody's Cinematic Universe. There is one movie in that. It has yet to be released, but there is a lot of lore, I can tell you that. Uh, for those who are joining us for the very first time, each speaker will be given roughly 10 minutes to present our topic of the week, the passion behind cinematic universes. I cannot say the word passion without thinking of bloody Christ. And that makes me so angry. But listen, folks, after every presentation, there'll be a short Q&A from the panel. And of course, we invite as many questions from the members of audience as humanly possible. Bring them in because we need them. And after our fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on which speaker we think should be awarded the $50,000 scholarship to some nobody's university and the nostalgia prize of the week. And I'm very excited about this week. I hope I win because I'm not sure how or why this came in. But what we have here is a Toshiba VCR. Uh, this has a digital <laughs> display. It has upwards of four heads, high five video cassette recording, uh, commercial skippability. And uh, there, there is a copy of The Hobbit from 1977 stuck inside of it. So I'm pretty excited oh, to wow. get into that. Uh, wow. But before I get into that, I got to win. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Junior Childman. Yeah, I have question? a question. Yeah. What's a VCR do? I don't like this. I'm just I'm just a little child. I was yeah. born in the age of streaming everything. Yeah. Ooh. Uh so you know that stupid TV that's in the back of your parents like huge SUV that plays minions on loop? Mm -hmm. Imagine that, but it made a lot more noise. All right, now listen, folks, we have some adus, but without them, who cares? Let's get on with it. I'm going to bring up my first presentation. My name is Zach, and we're going to talk about cinematic universes. So, the blockbuster cinematic use uh, universe formula. I've exposed it. 
deep dive, folks. I've looked at tweets. I've looked at old broken down MySpace pages. I've even ruffled through my neighbor's trash can to figure out what exactly is the formula behind the blockbuster cinematic universe. Guess what? I'm exposed from the waist down. And I'm going to give it to you as quickly as seemingly possible. Next slide, please. All right, now listen, what defines a blockbuster, guys? It's a friggin' blockbuster. What defines that? I'm going to break it down for you real quick. Six words, glitz, glamour, glamour, schlitz, spitz, and splits. And that might seem like those words are gibberish, but no, I'm going to break it down for you. Glitz, obviously, glitz and glam, people know about all those things. Now, if you look at the diagram over here on, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, this that diagram right down here what you're going to find is classic versions of what a glitz looks like in nature now you got to find this around some streams mostly rocky babbling brooks but you're going to find a little bit of glitz and glamour they're going to be the ones that are cycling around and making sure you look at them they got a little bit of shine to them but once you dry them off they're just rocks no big deal now glamour and glamour roughly the same thing one depends on if you're in canada or not either way it's just beautiful it's got a lot of shine a lot of pizzazz could come off greasy, but not. It's greasy, but with money, which is what glamour is. Now, schlitz and splits and splits. Now, they're roughly the same thing. Uh, it's going to just have to be a pop-open can of doing things that some people have not seen, but doing it for the proper reasons. Now, what you want to do is take your idea, split it in half, and make sure that half of that is a question, and the other half is in a sequel. And if you have that sequel star somebody else, boom, cinematic universe. Next slide, please. Now, what does not define a blockbuster? That's pretty easy. Everything else not listed in the previous slide. Remember that slide? It was glitz, glamour, glamour, schlitz, spits, and splits. Uh, if it's not that six things, <laughs> my friends, it is not a blockbuster. Now, I put together a couple things on this right over here just to make sure that you guys understand some things that are not a blockbuster. Now, I'm going to have to make a sound here, which is a brah! Now, what I could have made was a moo sound, or I also could have made a meow sound. I didn't, and that's why that's not a universe. Next slide, please. I think that's how that one's supposed to go. Now, who defines a cinematic universe? Now, I thought this was an easy one when I wrote it. I almost deleted this slide. But what I did was I decided to really break it down. I really got into it. And it turns out that Lord, the Morg Lord of Blood is one of the people who do define it. Uh, depending on what style of cinematic universe you're going for, whether it's bloody, kind of suspenseful, or Italian, you got to talk to Mog, uh, Lord of Blood. Now, if you're looking for a comedic cinematic universe, you're going to have to talk to Jenny from the Uncanny Valley. Uh, it is quite questionable if she actually is paying attention to what you're saying. Usually you get an answer of a yes or a no, and it's pretty definitive. Either way, most things can or can't be cinematic universes, especially if they're comedies. Now, if you're trying to have an action thriller cinematic universe, you're going to have to talk to Mr. Allied Master Computer. Now, this guy is straight to the point. He is no nonsense, and he responds to your emails very, very quickly. But really, it's just up to these three people if something is a cinematic universe or not. Uh, sometimes Dylan will tell me that I'm wrong about things, which probably I should have put him in here, but it doesn't matter. These are the three that I could find in my neighbor's trash. Next slide, please. Now, what makes a cinematic universe, my friends? Now, that's what... Okay, good. I made sure I read that right. That's what is the meat of everything. When it really comes down to what makes a cinematic universe, a lot of people will just throw raw turkey at something and say, I think this is a cinematic... No, that's not how a cinematic universe works. Now, if you take that same whole turkey and you throw it to an air fryer and you make sure that half of it doesn't work, so it heats up on the one side, but it gets a solid convection feel over it. So you're bringing subtle warmth over here. That's the best way that I can visually describe a cinematic universe. And at first you might be thinking, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, you're wrong, my friend. Now, if you think of where the gizzard would be of this turkey, you think of that as Iron Man, right? In 2008, the gizzard showed up. Now, what happened then was you got a little bit of Thor, you got a little bit of Captain America. Oh, things are warming up here. Now, down here towards the butt end of this thing, you're going to have your Captain Marvels, your Doctor Stranges too, and hopefully not your Wakanda forever. I'm not really sure, but it needs to start somewhere. Where better than the gizzard? Next slide, please. Please consider this chart. I cannot stress that enough. I need you to at least consider this. I don't care if you believe it or not, just consider it. Things that make good blockbusters. Now, I've broken this down into roughly four colors. 
Hot chicks, dilfs, explosions, words with less than six letters. That's it, folks. It's literally that easy. Like, I, I, are there hot chicks in it? Have you seen the hot chick before? Cinematic Universe. Is there a dilf in it? Has that dilf ever seen a hot chick? Cinematic Universe. Is there a dilf explosion? God damn it, I hope that's a cinematic universe because I need some of that. Now, words with less than six letters, four, right? Okay, next slide, please. Please option my screenplay. I need the money. Now, if there's one thing that I know more than a lot of people, it's how to write a proper screenplay that just will not sell. I've written a lot of them. Did I say screenplay? <laughs> uh, those are very short uh, horror films, just so you know. Uh, but I've written a lot of them, and they're all linked together. Now, I'm going to describe it for you. Oh, shit. Okay, the <laughs> cast. Now, this is a pretty gritty one because I wanted all my actors to be method. But I couldn't find any actors, so I found actual homeless people because they're the people that know the best of everything. So the full cast is anyone that is referred to as houseless, homeless, uh, or just a wanderer. Now, I live in Colorado, and there's a lot of very weird people that chose to live off the grid. Uh, they chose solid cast. Now, the crew it's literally just me and i'm scrambling guys i'm i'm scrambling around i'm doing as much as i possibly can by myself i have at least three tablets two working cell phones and <laughs> it's clean play uh <laughs> faux pas i'm sorry now the plot this is where it gets a bit sticky because i need a cinematic universe a lot of the plot doesn't make any sense until you watch movie four most of it revolves around a tree that when you get pushed over, you're going to find a nice little tube inside of that. Now, once you get inside of that tube, it's going to take you into uh, kind of like an underground bunker. Bunker Inside of that bunker, there's nothing but exercise wheels, nonstop exercise wheels. Who's running this whole thing? A giant humanoid hamster who also is houseless. Now, the surprise twist, not a hamster. It's a goddamn gerbil. Turns out I don't know the difference between those things. I do a lot of research. Now, the con the conveniently markable controversy, they're all spheres. Turns out it is a flat earth, and the people that are made fun of are globe hmm. trotters. What are they called? Is there a name for round earthers? Globes? Globulars? Astronauts? people? <laughs> Thank you, Junior. Uh, next slide, please. This has got to be the eighth one. All right. Now, in conclusion, the erect PA film? <laughs> Guys, look, I made a couple films early in my career, and they were a little bit on the soft end. All right. And people really complained that I had to get my shit together and stiffen up my upper lip. If I wanted to get a creative cinematic universe out there. So what I did was I left Delaware. I went to Pennsylvania and I made a couple of wrecked films, which sold well in the back of Kmart's. <sighs> but man, my parents were not proud of them. What you got to do, folks, really got to get yourself a cinematic universe because you got to ask questions. You got to <laughs> answer questions. You got to make sure people need to think, did I miss something? Why does this not make sense? I think there's a movie that is not a prequel to this, but I think I just need something else. Who is this person in the eye patch? You got to make sure you go over the eight simple things that I've talked about in this slide, including the six words such as glitz, glamour, glamour, schlitz, spits, and splits. <sighs> I'm sorry I'm exposed. It's very warm in this room. I spent a lot of time on neighbor's trash. But I think I really broke down what it means to have a successful cinematic universe to create the passion for said universe. Thank you very much for your time. I will take all questions. My shit is collectively together now. Thank you very much. Oh, Dylan Terry. I think you're directed by Kenneth Brown. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Thank you. And thank okay, you for the presentation. Oh, um, my pleasure. Now, if we could bring up, um, you made a big point of the six major parts of, um, let's see, here it is. Yeah, the glitz, um, glamour, glamour, schlitz, splits, yes. and splits. You mentioned that glitz could primarily be found in streams. Now, I was wondering yeah. about the viability of those versus the ones that can be found in VHS, Betamax, LaserDisc, and other formats. Yeah, well, it's roughly the same thing, but what you're not going to have is you're not going to have the speed, the efficiency, and really just the high definition that you're going to find in those glitzy rocks. Um and most streaming services. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Good Thank question. You. <clears throat> uh, Sam the Man cosplay. Um, 
you said something about the giant wheels being run by humanoid hamsters and or yeah. gerbils. Yeah, gerbils. Could I theoretically substitute it for a human in a weasel costume? You could, as long as you told people at first it wasn't a weasel, so they feel smart when they figured out that it was a weasel. But yeah, 100%, you can do that. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so Oh, much. my pleasure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see a very tiny hand from Junior Childman. Hi. Yeah, I just had a question. My dad said that when my mom drinks slits, she does splits with her slit. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I, th- I think it technically is. I think that would fall under my erect PA films. Uh, and I think that's the ones your dad is talking about because I know my exactly mom, where you live. My mom did say that she starred in a bunch of films um, in Pennsylvania. Do you know her? I I don't know her official first name. I think that she was either glamour or glamour, uh, but she definitely really propelled my early career. Yeah. Her name is Glamour Childman. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there any more questions, please? I, I think, I need, I I think we have more. one member I of the audience one who wrote in. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I'll read it for you. Blue Shoe Nick says, can you elaborate on Moog's influence on Italian cinematic universes and what he might have said to Fellini? There's a lot of speculation on what he might have said to Fellini, but the difference is I know exactly what Moog said to Fellini. What he said was six delightful words. Glitz, glamour, glamour, schlitz, spits, and slits, splits, schlitz, spits, glamour, glitz, and glamour. Those six words said okay. twice. Fellini's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I can say I know that. Uh, Sam the Man Cosplay, I think you did have one more question. Last, My last question. You said you had two working cell phones. <laughs> I do. How many not working cell phones are you trying oh to use for this God. product? Uh, Dylan, can you help me? There's at least six. Is there s- at least? Yes. Yeah, there's at least six. And I have one rotary phone that I carry around with me <laughs> yeah. in case I can find service. And I never can. Yeah. Okay. 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 That was a very, it was very important. I needed to know. Yeah. And I appreciate that because mm-hmm. it helps out. It's a cinematic universe. I was going to get right. those answers in the next movie, but why wait? No. Well, folks, I hope you learned something about how exposed I've been uh, giving you the truth about cinematic universes. But up next, we got somebody that has a little bit more knowledge about what we're going to do. We have uh, Sam the Man Cosplay up next. Hello. Sam, take it away. Uh, Cinematic universes. I chose one. Don't worry, I did. Um, (laughs) The nerds that love them, and you can learn to nerd too. Next slide, please. MCU. <laughs> More like you see me. Am I right? I am very pretty. I did my makeup for this. You're welcome. I wanted to give a show to make sure I was good for this. Now I will describe all 37 shows and movies in the MCU. So there was, it started technically with The Incredible Hulk, although that n- it, it is up to a debate on whether or not that still counts because it is not Mark Ruffalo as The Incredible Hulk. Um, it is somebody else. However, the guy that plays um, Abominable or in, mm, <laughs> is in the uh, Hulk show, and that is the actual guy that does play that. Mm-hmm. And then after that was Iron Man, mm-hmm. Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, no. I think it was Avengers after that. And then... Thor 2, Captain America, no. You know, there is more. And I will elaborate Mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. I only have so long, I don't want to waste it. So, next slide, please. Um, Mr. Floop, because I respect him, we're not on a first name basis yet, from Spy Kids once said, reality cannot be found except in one single source because of all the interconnections of all things with one another. Now, the thumb thumb was something I thought I should add because I thought he, you know, it fit with the movie and their whole thing with Spy Kids. They really, really could have had a lot in a cinematic universe if they really like put forth the effort and did more than the three movies. Like we could have had spinoffs, 
We could have been more with the, the two blonde kids. I don't remember their names currently, but we could have had a whole thing. Machete was in it. He could have had his own solo movie. So much could have happened in that. And you just think about what was lost. <laughs> Next slide, please. The thing of it all. I'm going to say three letters and prove my point. AVP. Now, you hear those three letters. However, those do not correspond with the three words that are under that. I know you're thinking, well, what'd you do that for? I have my reasons. You don't need to know them. However, uh, Rascata, Renoba, and Rascontrui is a uh, Latin. And now you may say Latin is a dead language. And you're right. It is. So next slide, please. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, study show people like to know something that others don't like this one venom and morbius same thing pretty they're pretty similar in the spec in the aspect um have you seen the newest morbius movie because i haven't either don't worry rocky and rocky four plus five um also same you know why rocky obviously uh, Flubber and Shaggy Dog, um, two, two very animate, um, sidekicks in their own respective ways, but still very similar in how they like act and portray themselves. And you know what? Same. It can only either enhance viewing enjoyment or alienate half an audience. Which would you be? And that's something I want you to think about today when you leave here. Next slide, please. Combined universe films, Planets of the Planet of the Apes. As you can see on this chart, there's just a monkey mm. standing over the year 2015. Because we all know what happened in 2015. I don't need a it was a it was a time. We don't need to think back on it. Obviously, it was organically sourced info because you can find monkeys out in the wild. Duh. Um other films, Dune, Three Ninjas, etc., which is why I put Three Ninjas in the little little bottom part of this because I thought it'd be a fun graphic, you know. Um, next slide, please. <laughs> um, I it says I said because I thought about this at the time. That I'll reenact my favorite scene from a not shared, a non-shared universe. However, there are so many that I just really enjoy. And I can't, I can't really figure out which one I want to do. So I have elected to not do that. And I, I think that would be a better option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But I put this fun graphic also here for you to look at to, like, distract you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, next slide, please. My conclusion. Wrap up. It's a play on words because I'm wrapping up this thing. Um, I gave everything I could to be here to tell you this presentation on everything about the MCU and you know what? I didn't talk about the, the DC universe because nobody would want to listen to me rant for 10 minutes on why it's stinky. If you will, if you do, you can contact me at samthemancosplay at gmail.com. We'll talk there. Um, thank you so much for coming today. That is the end. That's the end of my presentation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I do have a question if that, if you're taking questions. Uh, you, uh, I guess, I guess I can take one. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I did have a question on one of the specific slides that you had up here, uh, mm. which was, uh, no, not this one. Why'd you bring that up here? <laughs> nope, that's not it either. Okay. I actually don't know what slide it was. It was the one that had different universes. Here we go. Thank you very much, producers. Mm-hmm. 
God. Okay, so <laughs> under combined universe films, you have Planet of the Apes, and then you mm-hmm. also have View Askew. What, what is that? You know, that. Do. <laughs> you do know? I do. Oh, then why are you asking? I was just curious what your favorite film in the View Askew universe was. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. Um, I'm going to have to say uh, Clerks. Nice. Bro. That is also Dylan's favorite. Ah, uh, twins. Expert, expertly answered. We have so much in common. Much. Yeah. Uh, the, to the man directed by Kenneth, because the name cuts off. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for the presentation. Um, if we could go no, to absolutely. actually slide two with a quote from Fegan Floop on it. Uh-huh. Oh, slide that's three. Slide. That's three, yeah. This one. To something <laughs> there else. There we go. Uh-huh. Uh, now, as a fellow philosopher, Spy Kids, I was wondering if you had a thought on... It's not from this film, but the quote from the following movie, spoken by Steve Buscemi's character. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? Could you reflect on that quote? Um. <clears throat> yes, I do concur with the thought of that because some people are scared of their own creations. Um, for example, Frankenstein. He made this man. Well, what? he tried to uh, make up a man and he was terrified of his own creation and it tore apart. And at the end of the book, you have to think, was Frankenstein the monster or was the creation the monster at the end of that? Well, that is something to leave you to ponder mm. with. Okay. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, I do think God Absolutely. might be a monster. Excellent. I, correct. That was what I was trying to get out of this. Nice. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I only answered questions from people over the age of 18. Oh, dang. Mm. But I guess I can listen to (laughs) Junior Child Man's question and I'll choose to answer it if I want to or not. Um, I also had a question about the slide that had the thumb person on it. Thumb thumb. Um, As as a graphic designer, uh, Mm. why did you leave the clear background picture on the PNG of the thumb guy? I, I have a question to answer your question. Mm. Is graphic design your passion? Uh, it's my job. So then, yes. <laughs> you, you did that on purpose? <laughs> yes. I'm offended. I, just As a well, graphic designer, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say on that. That's all I'm well, going to say on that. We do have a question from the audience, if, mm-hmm. uh, if Junior can chill out for a second. Uh, Blue Shoot Nick would like to know, why do you suppose we've never seen Tank Girl in a combined universe? You know, that is a good question. Yeah. Are we talking 1995? Talking, yeah, Lori Petty, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she would be too powerful. <laughs> Hell and, yeah. And Okay. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't it'd be too much like it'd be too much for a whole thing she is fine yeah. just the way she is i completely agree with you thank you so uh, much everybody that has been sandman cosplay giving you the biggest slice of mcu knowledge that thank you, you could possibly get thank you so much uh thank now much. up next i believe we have junior childman he has uh he's got to get to bed soon so he has to get his presentation out of the way we let kids do this it Sometimes. is past if my bedtime. It's early enough on a Monday, yeah. Got it. Okay. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my presentation. My presentation is on cinematic universes, man. Um, I like to call them come. When I make movies that are based on cinematic universes, I call them come movies. Um, I would like for you. To come with me on my journey through come. Uh, next slide, please. <laughs> now, first, I'm going to compare movies to film. Uh, movies are fun, uh, sexy. We don't put women in leading roles unless they're very scantily clad, um, drinking a lot of schlitz, showing a lot of slits, um, and a lot of tits. Um, now 10% is considered film. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, films are for nerds, losers, and woke, uh, SJWs who hate 
men hate white people, um, don't want to see naked titties, and are just they 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 think that they're better than everyone else. Um, I don't think they should make film anymore. I think right now the best producers of films is Turning Point USA. Um, they're the only movies that I watch. Uh, next slide, please. What? Now, I'm going to talk about my favorite movie experiences. <clears throat> I'm going to start from the bottom. Um, my number six favorite movie experience was my first, my first date with Jenny Specksprout. I... I lied on my Bumble profile and I said that I was 22. So this girl went out with me, even though she saw my pictures, she saw that I'm obviously a small child. Um, I got to third base in that movie theater and then they kicked us out. Uh, the cops came and I never saw Jenny again. I don't know what happened to her. Um, my third date with Jenny Specksprout was actually not her. Um, it was somebody who said that they were her, uh, but it was actually just her weird uncle. Um, I also got to third base on that date and the cops came again. I don't know what it is with me and movie theaters where people keep getting arrested. Um, my fourth favorite movie experiences was the flash landing on Wonder Woman in Joss Whedon version of Justice League because... He lands with his head in between her titties, and it's so fucking funny. There's nothing funnier than a guy accidentally landing in between some big titties, and then he gets this look on his face like, oh boy, oing, 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 because he has a boner. Very funny. Uh, <clears throat> my number three, two, my number three is my double date with Jenny and Maxine's speak spec sprout during sing two now this was actually jenny speck sprout's parents uh they both wanted to go out on a date with me their daughter and their brother said that they had so much fun that they wanted to come see a movie i sat in between the two of them they both touched my underwear area and then guess what the cops came i can't believe it all I was trying to do was watch Sing 2, but my second favorite was also Sing 2 because it was a good movie. What a fun movie. A bunch of animals singing about whatever they sing about in Sing 2. I don't know. I saw people were touching my underwear area. I was distracted. And my number one favorite movie experience is was listening to the Real Boys podcast available on all pl podcast platforms. Um, they're they're really smart guys talking about movies. Um, I wish that they agreed with each other a little bit more than they do because what kind of podcast has like has like drama and stuff in it? No, I just want to listen to a bunch of guys that just agree on all the movies all the time. Next slide, please. Examples of cinematic universes. We have the Universal's Dark Universe. Uh, what a successful project. Everybody went all in on it. It had The Mummy. It had Dracula 2000, I think. It had Frankenstein Untwined or something. <laughs> there was another Mummy movie. Um, I'm not sure if the Brendan Fraser movies are right. Uh, I think the shape of water was one of them. Um, and, uh, tw the twilight movies. Yes. Um, there was the DCEU. Now the fifth times the charm with this one, because James Gunn knows how to write a superhero movie. So he's taken over the DCEU. Now I think it's going to be okay. It might be too late because people are real burned out by fucking superhero movies. Everybody's sick of them, including me. The MCU, there. I don't think that abbreviation means anything filthy. Um, I know it doesn't mean my cum university. Uh, and then the Paw Patrol. Kids love fascist dog cartoons. The, the, the main character is the cop dog, 
and he just wants to make sure that the only dogs that are doing good things in the Paw Patrol MCU, uh, he also like has a lot of sex with uh, other dogs in that, and <laughs> so it's it's the it's the Paw Patrol many come universe uh where the where the cop dog uh has sex with the other dog characters whether they want to or not but he's a cop so he gets away with it next slide please now I'll recite my script even though it's accidentally been turned into emojis um i don't I don't want to give away the entire script, but I do want to show you enough so that you are interested to go see my movie. This is about the first quarter of the movie. The movie's about eight and a half hours long right now. Um, I'm looking into getting Joss Whedon in to edit the movie down to something that's watchable, like he did with Justice League. Um, but my movie is... There's a rich guy who lives in a big house. Uh, there's construction getting done on it, but the lawyer comes uh, to stop the construction because he didn't get the permits. Uh, the judge fills out some paperwork and takes it to the king. Um, I'm I'm a small child, so I don't really know how the American judicial system works. Um, he gets he gets some permits approved. There's some bribes changing hands. So the the red pilled guys come and they're watching TV. Um, <clears throat> they're watching TV with uh, some cops are there. They're, they're making meth down in the basement and uh, they're filling out graphs. Uh, you know what? This is way longer than I was expecting. I thought that th this first part I could at least get through quick, but let's just say that there's a divorce. Um, <laughs> the mother gets cancer. Uh, the they they have to go to a hospital to get her fixed. Uh, the, the doctors give them a huge bill. They can't afford it. They have to sell the house that they were just paying for. Um, and then the superheroes come in. That's where the fun starts. Uh, but you can get to that part when you watch the movie. Next slide, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. <sighs> Now, there's three important things in a cinematic universe. I want to watch the world's most expensive TV series. Um, now, th the world's most expensive TV series isn't a thing by itself because it needs to sell movies to the other things that are in this universe. So the show itself is just really a very expensive commercial for the movies, which are very expensive commercials for the TV shows, uh, comic books, action figures, shirts, and everything else. Uh, and they only put them on subscription services so that uh, you have to buy the subscription service. Uh, it all ties together. Um, the second most important thing is characters. They need to be sexy and dumb, just like me. I'm the sexiest person you've ever seen. You could tell by how many people have been arrested just for wanting to touch my, my underwear area in the movie theater. Um, you can't see it because this is as tall as I can get on this chair. Um, and then we have explosions. And in movies, there's nothing more important than explosions. Awesome, right? You were excited just hearing the explosion noises because you were picturing explosions in your head. Next slide, please. Now, the public opinion is shifting. Um, and I think the reason for that is because at first, the trash was the only place that you could see naked ladies um, but now they're putting more naked ladies into art movies. Um, if I have anything to do with it, all art movies are just going to be, um, ladies that have no clothes on and they're getting their underwear areas touched. How great would that be? It doesn't matter what a movie's storyline is. 
as long as you see some titties and some slits. Uh, next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, we have a bunch of endless garbage movies. All of these big blockbusters are so afraid to do anything off their, like, established, boring, fucking, I hate these movies so much. We got the Marvel movies, we got everything that's owned by Disney now, and they just, they're so afraid to try something new that they just keep putting out the same movie over and over and over. You can watch the DC movies, and they're bad, but at least they have jokes where a guy falls into some titties. Like, that's something. You know, you can have some, you know, when they kill somebody in the DC Universe movie, there's blood. There's never any blood in these Marvel movies. I just want to see more blood. I just want to see more titties. I'm an eight-year-old kid. The Disney, <laughs> the, the, the Disney Plus package doesn't show me any titties. I have to go into my dad's room and find his old DVDs. Do you know how hard it is for a kid my age to find some place to play DVDs? It's hard. They won't give me my phone back because it had too many viruses on it from all the porn that I downloaded when I was able to have a phone. So what I really need is for mainstream movies to have some nudity in them. Please just let me see the ladies drinking schlitz doing splits so I can see their slits. And that's the end of my presentation. I don't know if I should clap for that. I does anybody have any questions? I'm all riled up now. There are a lot of questions. I've had too much sugar. I had a bunch of candy before we started, so I'm all riled up. I don't know. I have to get up for school in the morning. It's almost <laughs> 9 o'clock, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to bed now because all I'm going to be thinking about is slits and slits. Beard guy, do you have a question? Is that Dylan? I don't think no, so. You're no, I think it's you. Beard, you weirdo. Okay. Weirdo with the weirdo. Oh, thank you very much for the most sexually charged presentation an eight-year-old I think could possibly give. Uh, <laughs> before I get on with my questions, there are some from the audience real fast. Uh, Blue Shoot Nick would like to know, do you find your parents getting excited about climate change? <laughs> they love it. They said, we don't have winters anymore, which is great for us because we're old and it hurts our back to shovel snow, and we're going to be dead before it gets too dangerous anyway, so what do we give a fuck about it? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be 30 by the time the, the, the coldest place on Earth is 120 years old, or 220 degrees, but they don't care because they'll be dead. Oof, okay. Uh, some nobodies on Twitch like to know, what universe <laughs> was Sting 2 sexual university in? <laughs> Uh, it was actually in the, uh, it was, it was a movie inside of Monsters, Inc. 2, um, oh. when they were in, they went to the movie theater and Mike Wazowski had his whole head body buried in Sully's groin area. Um, mm. the movie that they were watching was Sing 2. Oh, Okay, okay. okay. Well, I, I do have a question. If we could have the producers please bring up the emoji <clears throat> script. Uh, please. God, oh, thank you. Um, now, you <laughs> mentioned uh, that, yeah, this was the first quarter of your eight, eight and a half hour movie. Mm -hmm. But you did say close to the end that there was a crystal meth debacle. And I was curious, which of these emojis is crystal meth? Um, Chris, the crystal meth emoji. Crystal meth emoji. Oh, um, in the middle, second row down, um, it's like uh, it's like a, a, a desk with two bottles on it um, and then a chimney. They're cooking meth on that stove. That's a factory. <laughs> no, it's a meth lab. Crystal it's the closest factory. I could get. Oh, OK. All right. Well, thank you. Not, now I know. 
Did anybody else have any questions? I think no beard above me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I'm not going to thank you for the presentation. Frankly, I think we invited your parents and you came in their place. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, they're in the bedroom right now. They Most just drank a whole no. bunch of Schlitz. <laughs> we won't see them for the rest of the night. I'm on my own, baby. My question is also about this emoji script. How does this yeah. tie into your greater cinematic universe? Well, see, this is just the first movie. Um, and everything that happens during this movie is going to get split up into its own movie. Um, and then there's... This first movie is sort of the base. And then everything after this is just going to be side stories from stuff that happened during this movie. So the, the divorce stuff and the meth stuff and the alien stuff and the divorce stuff and the cancer stuff are all going to have their own movies. Okay. Uh, a follow-up question. Oh, yes, shit. no beard. Uh, have you released this movie? Don't you think it would, should be important to have a successful first entry without setting up a whole bunch of stuff so that way if this that's first not movie how fails, we do things anymore. It doesn't cut the entire it, thing off at the knees and you fail at the no, first one. Hey, hey, Dylan, 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 calm down. Dylan, calm down. <sighs> we start child. We start <laughs> we start the universe first. That's how you make money. Now, what I did was I came, I went to the studio with a whole story and setup, they gave me a bunch of money. I barely used any of it to make the actual movie. So the money all went into my pocket. I'm able to buy all the Pokemon cards I want. I can buy all the candy I want. I can buy all the titty mags I want. You know what and we call all, that? What do, what do you call it? Yeah. Capitalism. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> capitalism baby i'm a capitalist do we have any other questions for mr junior child man i had multiple and i can't seem to remember any of them can we quick go through the slides again oh absolutely yeah let's go through them again i can't wait no no Here's, yeah that's uh, uh... sjw one Okay, yeah, it's emojis. A lot of, hmm. a lot of meth on that one. <laughs> boring. Uh, can I can I ask where you got the numbers for this one? Like, how did you uh, yeah. get sixty forty? What 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 public did you like ask? It's from the movies that I've seen. <laughs> we have a bunch of DVDs, um, and sixty percent of them are trash, and forty percent of them are art. That's where you get statistics from. Yeah, nice. so. Are those your opinions you've made public? Yeah. Ah, That's okay. where we get statistics from. We can make up anything we want and we can put it on YouTube and people will take it as fact. Mm -hmm. People will listen to anyone, even a dumb eight-year-old kid like myself. Wow. If I say that vaccines are poison and that nobody should get them because they're putting microchips into people, there's a, there's a part of the population that'll listen when I say that. Because people are fucking stupid. No, he's right. Uh, Blue Shoot Nick will also like to know, what's your favorite Bruce Lee quote, Junior? My favorite Bruce Lee quote is, wax on, wax off. Just always <laughs> filthy. <laughs> Just nonstop coming on wax yourself. Wax on, wax off. Perfect. And then you whack off. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, that thank, was in the unedited version. thank you very much, Mr. Junior Childman. Uh, make sure you go to bed and uh, have some Gatorade or something. Drink some water. Uh, <laughs> you're really, you're really messing some stuff up here. They left, they left the the liquor cabinet unlocked. <laughs> well, luckily, we actually have a, a real comedian, a real podcaster to to show up the end of this show and to really give you the business that I Is Michael to Colby do. here. Michael Colby's not here. He's, he's having, having uh, he's having some schlitz sex with some filthy cinematic uh, uh, sing two person. With some glamour. Yeah, uh, but Dylan Terry here. He's also directed by <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, by the way. Wow, what uh, he's, gonna, oh, yeah. he's gonna give us some stuff. Hi everybody, I've got some stuff for you. Now, shh. this is a top secret mission: cinematic universes. Let's try and figure out this classified conundrum. 
again, <clears throat> I'm a spy. That's the character I'm playing during this presentation. And this is going to be top secret. So I need everybody to shut your fucking mouths and listen. That's right. Including you, Junior. Let's go to the next slide. I haven't please. said anything. I know. Shut up. Keep it up. You're doing great. Now, what are we doing? Shh. Thanks. First off, why? Well, I'll tell you. It's a goddamn marketing ploy to get you to watch the shitty other movies again. <clears throat> Here's the thing. You make a few good starters. You make a few that don't make sense unless you've seen all the other ones. And at that point, you've got them all wrapped in. And you put your little credit scenes in the middle of the end credits. So that way people have... First off, there's some bright side to that in that you have to sit through and actually look at all the people who worked really hard on making these movies. So good on you. You can see all the best boy grips out there. All the best caterers. All the best uh, uh, assistant sound mixers. And then you get your little mid credit scene. And then it's like, oh, <clears throat> someone hops through a portal. It's like, hey, check it out. I'm Goobar. See you next time. And then in the next movie, Goobar is like a, a top build actor from a boy band or something. Nice. It's all goddamn marketing play. We're spies here. Got our little laptops and our silenced guns. And we're going to go into these movie theaters and we're going to watch these movies because we've been watching all the other ones. And if we don't watch this one, but we watch the next one, we might feel like we've been left out. And FOMO's real, my friends. Let's go to the next slide. Now, who's this for? Shh. We're spies. Quiet. <clears throat> I've uncovered some proof that nerds and other basementers, uh, we've discarded the use of basement dwellers because a lot of people don't actually live in the basement. It's too expensive. But they love connecting things like plot lines, red threads, and their privates to fleshlights. Um, <clears throat> now, these aren't necessarily connected. I just felt like I, uh, similar to chemistry, you have to include significant figures. You have to round to the right digit. And I felt top three was probably the best of this list to include. And number four is actually like catching Easter eggs in movies. But top four is a weird list to include. And it didn't go to top five. So I was like, I'm not going to be completionist. Uh, but top three is a good number. So we've got um, Nerds Love Plot Lines, Red Threads, and Fleshlights. Only two of those are related to movies, unless you're watching it somewhere private. Let's go to the next slide, please. All right, now here's some more shit I found out. Shh. Got ya. Yeah, you didn't think it was coming, but it did. Do you know what makes fans of cinematic universes alike? Here's a list. They're simple. It doesn't take much. A character shows up and says, hey, I'm Goobar. And everybody in the audience is like, oh, Goobar from issue 45 of Amazing Megalac. Sure, that's fine. Cool. All right. Then you can go on like uh, Google and all of your targeted articles on the little homepage are going to be like top six Easter eggs that we should have seen Goobar showing up for. Then you can read it and you can make all your friends think that you actually read the comics, even though you didn't. Though I, I think I did read it a long time ago, but I just I don't remember a whole lot of it. <clears throat> um, number two. They can't organize their ideas clearly. You saw it in the last list where it was four items, but I only included the top three, despite the fact that there were enough, there's enough data you could include up to like 10 items, whatever. Uh, and nerds, fans of cinematic universes, they'll never forget to buy milk. It's one of those anomalous data points. Not sure where it comes from, but across all of our sample sets, the one thing that all of these people had in their fridge was milk. Maybe it's a reference I don't get. I don't know. Most important thing, the audience will think it was the plan all along. That's all it takes. You can just retcon whatever the hell you want. Introduce a multiverse concept. That way, you can literally do anything you want. Anything. No matter how fucking crazy it is. Shh. And I was getting a little loud. And I'm on a spy mission, so I had to shush my, sh my shelf. Um, <laughs> uh, don't think it was the plan all along. So... They're easy. They're simple. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, here's how to recognize a shared universe. Number one is the plot. We're possibly answering questions that no one asked. When you say something cryptic that another character kind of like nods to, people in the audience who know that there are threads that connect to other things in other movies are going to think, oh, there's more going on here that I don't know. I should talk to my friends who read all these comic books and then the friends who read the comic books are afraid of looking like they don't know what they're talking about. So they'll be, they'll be like, 
you just wait. They're going to do something really interesting with that in maybe like 16 years during phase 14. Number two, the characters. Random characters insert without reason. Very similar to the last plot point. If there's a character in the back <coughs> where it's like a sentient chicken and he's wearing like a leisure suit and he's sitting there drinking a martini, he's like, that was weird. Everybody's going to be like, oh, that must be a character from the uh, must be a character from the comics. I should go out and buy the comics. I really think that chicken in the leisure suit is a fascinating character and I want to know more about them. So that way when they show up later, I can say I was always a fan of leisure chicken. And of course you want questions. Most likely just a commercial for another movie. Character shows up. I mean, this is what I've been talking about all along, right? Character shows up. People are like, what's that from? I bet they'll answer in the next movie. I can't wait to shell out $15 on premiere night so that way I don't get spoiled on the internet. Yeah. I think that's how you can recognize a shared universe, at least according to this. Let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> when it comes to cinematic universes, of course, there's a few things. One, they're all connected. They're connected. It's it's simple. You watch them in sequence because they progress in a logical time frame. They're mostly in a chronological order. Every once in a while, you might get a prequel and they realize that they have access to an important character that they haven't introduced yet. And they want to make it seem like that character was there the entire time. So that way, when they make a reference to them in another movie, they can be like, why weren't they around if they're this powerful to help with all of the other times that a super powerful person would have been helpful? And the movie's going to be like, we got you. They're in space. And number two, they're not connected. They're not connected. You can watch these in whatever order you want without worrying about missing any plot beats, inconsistencies, or character development. Except for the movies that are like, like you know, movie two, like it's a character name, two. Or movie 2.5, where it's like the interqual. Or movie 3, subtitle, where it's actually like the big team-up movie, but they don't want to call it that because it's been really soon after the last one. Like, um, yeah, friend, Friendly Dispute would be an example of a potential title for that, where it's like, yeah. No, this is definitely not a, not a team-up movie. This is another entry in a, in a hero solo entry, except everybody shows up and it's treated like a big event film. And then next summer, we'll do another big event film. So they're not connected. You can watch them in whatever order you want. Um, just, you know, keep track and make sure you watch them in the order that you're supposed to. Let's go to the next slide, please. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, these are the best CUs ever. And when I say CU, I do mean cinematic universe. Shh. You thought I forgot I was on a spy mission. I didn't. We're talking about the Bubble CU. The date, it started in 2021 and is still going to this day. The movies include Major Grom and Fury. Major Grom and Fury are World War II heroes. Uh, one of them is an experiment that is a GI, and the other one is a Fury from Hell that is like attached to his shoulders, and they go through No Man's Land and do like World War II stuff. Now, one, the other one is Stree CU, and that's 2018 to the present. Uh, now, this had some interesting things due to like the COVID stuff, so some of the stuff's a little dated. <clears throat> Movies include Stree, Ruhi, and Badia. Uh, I mean, we all know these. They broke like $2 billion in the box office each year they were released. Yeah, they can move on. Now, this is Eka the Tiger CU, 2012 to present, one of the longer-running ones. Um, Avinash Stinger Thor and Kabir Dhaliwal. Um, now, of course, I'm doing my best to pronounce these names, and I mean... I'm, I'm doing my absolute best. We've got Go Go Common Rider CU uh, from 1971 to the present. That's Common Rider, Kikaider, Inazuman, I Super Sentai. You know these. They're huge in Japan, at least, amongst all the weebs. And, uh, you know, weeby weebs. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, <clears throat> this entire thing has been top secret, so shh, don't tell anyone. But just like a baby pig suckling at the teat of their houndish mother, just like junior child men, we are all just suckling at the teat of these cinematic universes because there's no one else dispensing that sweet, sweet content. It's just a product. And we're just pigs at the trough with our face in the dirt, devouring the corpse of culture. Because you can feed a pig anything and that thing's going to fucking eat that slop and be happy with it. So get to the trough, my friends, and don't forget it's top secret. Okay, yeah. I want to clap too loud. I just want to make. I didn't oh, know. No, we were the, doing mission, the mission's over. 
Okay, oh, perfect. Okay. <clears throat> We've successfully assassinated the democratically elected representative of a foreign country. Is that perfect. what we were doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we? Did I not? Tell, oh, it was top secret. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't need to know. It wasn't a need to know basis. A different way of saying MCU is CIA. Uh, let's see. A oh. question from Junior Childman. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, have two jokes that I couldn't think of how to turn them into questions. Sure, um, why not? I've been, whenever I go to the movies, uh, they call me Best Boy Grip. Am I in the in the, in the, uh, in the credits of the movies? Are you Union? No. <laughs> no, then you're not. Uh, and also, my dad calls my mom a f- the fleshlight. Is that something? Your dad's a fan of old superheroes, huh? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, that's something. Okay. Uh, we do have a question from the audience. A blue sure. shoot Nick would like to know, are tightly connected universes taught and do Cheech and Chong films contain teat taught pot plots? Uh, it, de- it depends on how tightly the writers have control of the overall product. A lot of these uh, cinematic universes see meddling from executives, um, which some would consider tightness but in reality it's just littering the scripts with nonsense references uh and in the cheech and chong films yeah oh yeah a lot of it all over the place yep my dad's always talking about my mom's tightness yeah uh now some nobodies on twitch like you know can there be a better boy grip than junior childman's stepmom Oh, boy grip because he's a boy. Okay, I get it. That's oh, because she strangles him when he's insolent. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he gets choked out when he's having too much of a sugar buzz. I had heard insulin. rumors. I had heard rumors insulin. of him. Ha ha. Uh, probably not. Okay. Uh, then also my neighbor Michael would like to say to don't steal jokes for the question segment. So uh, I'm really sorry to everyone on Twitch who's feels. I didn't know we were making jokes explained. today. I thought this was a very serious entertainment presentation. Well, he's definitely, he's definitely trying to, but it's not okay. succeeding. Are there any other questions? Uh, further for questions from the panel? Spiderman. Uh, hmm. Nope. That sounds like a no then. Perfect. Right. Oh, folks. I really... <laughs> you did get me on slide three, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> I really hope that you guys learned some stuff about the cinematic universes, the passion behinds, uh, behind them, and why Junior Childman is always left alone outside of a blockbuster video, even though they're all closed down. But listen, folks, all of our presentations are over. We've given them all. They've been given. Each member of the panel will now indicate which speaker they believe deserves to win the $50,000 grant award from some nobody's Patreon account and the collector's nostalgia prize, which once again is a Toshiba forehead VCR with digital display, its own eject button, and stop and also fast forward buttons as well. It comes with an eject button? There is an eject button on the front. You have to hook it up to your chair by yourself, though. Mm. <laughs> right, yeah. Chair's not... not. Damn it. <laughs> what an a-hole. I hate you. But listen, folks. I need a show of fingers. I'm number one. Sam's number two. Junior's number three. Dylan, although directed by Kenneth Brano, is number four. So I have please. A question. Oh, yeah. Can we vote for ourselves? Yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, thank God. We, we only vote for ourselves here. So, how so listen, I'm like... I'm going to count to three. I need you to tell me by a finger. In one, two, three. All right. I look like Sam the Man cosplay won this one. Woo! Excellent. Thank Good you so job, much. Junior Childman for also having a vote. Uh, it was pity for the record. I hope you know that. Now, listen, everyone. <laughs> that's going to conclude our conference. But please, Sam the Man cosplay. Yes. Tell us what our topic for next week's conference is going to be. Oh, my God. I would love to. However, it's a secret. Dang. Okay. Do not tune in next week because, honestly, it's a goddamn secret. My name is Zach. I've been the host. And my payment for doing this is to make someone give us our new outgoing slogan. So, Junior Childman, what's our outgoing slogan? PowerPoint me to my parents' bedroom so I can see some titties. Oh, gross. God. I think sleep on the bed like a dog. <laughs> oh. uh, Stay with the man cosplay. Uh-huh. Beautiful job today. Thank you Thank very you much so for much not for only being me. witty, funny, but also very knowledgeable. If people want to hear your voice or learn more about your likes slash dislikes, mm. where can they find you? 
Uh, you can find me everywhere at Sammy Man Cosplay, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can listen to my soothing, raspy voice at The Phantom Effect, where you can also find that everywhere if you just type it in on Google. Every Friday, 6 a.m. Dang, that's early wow. for some fandom, but I'm in. I know. That's fine. Mm. That's when uh, Junior Child gets dropped off at what he thinks is school. <laughs> this is a doctor's office. Uh, but Junior Childman, when you're not being gross, uh, where can people Ooh. hear you? I'm always being gross. Yeah, that's And true. you can hear no. me on Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, a, a proud member of the Podmoth Network. It has lots of sex stuff in it. Um, it really, it really does have a lot of sex stuff in it. Um, it that one drops every Tuesday. At one eleven a.m. I like cool. the time. <laughs> oh, usually you talk for a lot longer. I didn't yeah. realize you. Were I done. also D- Dylan on... Terry. Dylan Terry, who's also directed by Kenneth Branagh. Where can people find you? Yeah. if they want you, me. Uh, I'm you. on here, PowerPoint Showdown. Uh, we do this Mondays live and drop it on our YouTube channel. Some nobodies. We do No Time to Binge, award-winning show where we watch the first and last episodes of TV shows. And uh, you can find that also by looking up some nobodies. I'm also part of the talent behind Silicon Angels, podcast, podcast, a podcast show, CYOP Appeal, and other things along with Zach Wiseman, uh, which if you look up some nobodies, you'll find it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm also on the hellscape of that little website where you have a limited amount of space to put stuff. I don't know if I want to pitch that anymore uh but you can find me personally at vorpal underscore words on everything i'm doing national novel writing month and it's going very well yeah please send dylan eight dollars a month because he really wants to stay on i Twitter. really want a blue check mark he please <laughs> let me be a verified user yeah and honestly for me if you want me look for dylan then you'll find me that's pretty much it uh i forgot to cut dylan off this time and i forgot what our slogan was so i guess we need to be silly DJ. we need to have fun we need to um, we need to sit in trees and eat birds and shoot tricycles out of spaceships. Hippies. <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of some nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.